Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today. Hey, Lake Point family, thank you for joining us online right now. Listen, we firmly believe that expectation determines experience, that the level of expectation we have for what God is going to do determines our experience of what God does. So right now, open your heart, prepare for the word, and let's join in together. Let's sing this together. We raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Oh, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Yes, I raise, I raise a hallelujah. Sing a little louder. 
Hey, thanks for joining us for Lake Point Weekend Worship. We're so glad you're here. And let me say a special word of welcome to you if uh, this is your first time or maybe it's your first time in a long time to be at Lake Point. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you and share some things about us. And so if you go to lakepoint.org slash connect card, that's lakepoint.org slash connect card, we're going to send you some information that will be helpful to you. Also want to remind all of you that have young children in your home, either preschool or grade school, that we actually have content for them as well. And you can go to the Lake Point Facebook page and just click on groups and you can find out more about that. And speaking of groups, our life groups are still meeting throughout all of this. Technology allows us to do that. And if we can help you find a group, if you're not already in a group, just, just text the word group to 20411. Just the word group to 20411. And we'll connect you to a group. And that could be a real important thing during this particular time. You know, the early church, they weren't able to meet in a large group because of persecution. And they didn't have technology like we do today. But one thing that they had that helped them through those tough times is that they had faith. You know, when Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, he said these words. He said, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. And then don't forget to thank God for his answers. Now, here's what I know. You've been praying, and God has already been giving you answers. By the way, let me just say this, that if you have more worry in your life right now than faith, it's because you don't have enough prayer in your life. And so why don't we just pray right now together and ask God to do what only he can do, and he will give us the faith. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of worship, the opportunity to lift up our voices to praise you. We think about Paul when he sat in prison at midnight. He sang praises to you in the midst of his own trial. And dear Heavenly Father, we just pray that our voices will continue to be faithful, to praise you for the God that you are. And dear Heavenly Father, we just pray right now that you would speak to our hearts, that you would strengthen us so that we might be a light and a witness to this community in a darker time. Uh, as Pastor Josh comes, dear Father, I pray that you would anoint him, that you would speak through him. And when you do that, dear Father, we're going to pause and thank you 
for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. All right, well, welcome, Lake Point family. And uh, hey, if you got your Bibles, uh, keep them with you because we're going to be turning around a little bit. Um, hey, I want to do this for all you guys who are joining in with me here. We've got thousands, actually, probably tens of thousands of people that are joining in with us right there. So, hey, guys, let's make some noise for our church online family. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, listen, it is our honor to uh, be in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you're at right now and uh, to be with you now. What I had was we were planned to start a new series this week that we were going to call Theology, um, but I wanted to do uh, to preach a message that's more in the moment. And, uh, and so let me start like this. Um, one of my favorite um, movies uh, my entire life has been uh, the movie Apollo 13. I've always loved Apollo 13. I feel like, by the way, I feel like every few years we're always trying to save Tom Hanks. That's like all the time. Uh, Tom Hanks always in need of, of saving. And, uh, and so um, in that movie, you guys remember there's this moment where this disastered ship is getting ready to come back and land, uh, hopefully on earth. And there's like a really small chance that it's gonna work out. And there's this moment in the movie where a commanding officer at NASA, he turns to the guy next to him and he, he lists all the stuff that's wrong. And he goes like, hey man, the parachute, the heat shield, the trajectory angle, typhoon weather conditions. And then he says this, he says, this is about to be the greatest disaster NASA's ever seen. And then if you've seen the movie, there's this moment where, uh, where the other guy, the guy's name is Gene Krantz. He looks right at him to the guy that was his superior and he straightens his collar and tightens his tie. And he says, all due respect, sir. I believe this is about to be NASA's finest hour. Now listen, 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 oh, wait. Title of the message today, our finest hour. That's what's gonna be, our finest hour, all right? And listen, church family, we believe that. We believe that every crisis is an opportunity. And so we believe that this moment in the church's life, like this right here could be our finest hour. And so, uh, listen, what I want to do is I think for in order for that to happen, we as a church have got to be people who are willing to make three decisions. I'm going to run those real, through those real quick. Three decisions for this moment to be our finest hour. All right. Now, number one, we've got to be people who choose faith over fear. We've got to be people who choose faith over fear. Now, I want to be really honest about what this is not, because a lot of people, when they hear that, they think, or what they think they're hearing is they're hearing a pastor or the Bible saying, don't feel the emotion of fear. And, and that can be like really mis misleading. So let me, let me just point this out. When the Bible says fear not, it's not talking about the emotion of fear. It's talking about our devotion to fear. In fact, a lot of times, like the whole reason when the Bible says to someone to fear not, it's probably saying that because they were feeling the emotion of fear. Like in, uh, if you read Joshua chapter one, there's this moment where uh, the Israelites are getting ready to, to lead into a new direction with a new leader. And you remember what, what God says to Joshua three times over and over and over. He says, fear not, fear not, fear not. Be strong and courageous. Now let me ask this question. Why do you think God says three times for Joshua not to fear, and to be strong and courageous. I think it's because he felt weak and afraid. Yes. So listen, what the Bible's saying is, every time the Bible tells us to fear not, what it's saying is that we've got a choice about what we're gonna be devoted to. You've got a choice. Am I gonna be devoted to fear or am I gonna be devoted to faith? Now, what I, what I wanna say is we as followers of Jesus, we have reason abundant to be people who are devoted to faith, not fear. 
more, more reason than anybody else. Now, I wanna be just practical in the moment. You know, one reason that right now, guys, we don't have to be people who are consumed by panic and fear is just very practically, can I just, let me pause and say something my grandma used to say to me when I was a kid, okay? Anytime something was going wrong, you need to hear from the, the abuela. You know, you gotta hear that, right? You need to hear that. Sometimes my grandma would just sit me down after a bad breakup and she would just say, Josh, this too shall pass. You guys understand, like, this is gonna pass. It may be a few weeks, it may be a few months, but there's gonna come a day where we gather together again. And guys, that's gonna be a real good day. It's gonna be a real, real good day. So listen, just very practically, this thing is gonna pass. But let me talk about, so that's in the, the physical. Let me talk about in the spiritual really quick, okay? We can walk by faith, not fear, because of who we know is in control, okay? That, that's the thing. Um, when uh, we brought our second daughter, Eliana, home, uh, Jan and I, we've got three adopted children. And our second daughter, Eliana, we brought her home. She had a, a really acute um, birth defect called nasal aperture stenosis. Uh, so what this thing is, it's where when she was born, everything in her body grew except her nasal passage openings. So like everything grows and those things stayed like pinpricks. Now that's a little, if you, if you are familiar with babies, that's terrifying because babies can't breathe through their mouths. They, they can only breathe through their nose. So for Felicity's like first year, anytime she got the tiniest amount of like mucus in her nose, she would start coughing, sneezing, choking, blue face. Jana one time counted up that we averaged more ER trips than weeks the first year and a half we had Felicity. She was like the human medical equivalent of a pug. Like it was just like, a, you know, all kind of, kind of thing. But there, there was this thing where uh, whenever we were dealing with Felicity and treating her, the doctors gave us this little, little nasal, nasal suction thing. It was about this long. And anytime that she got something caught in her nasal passages, we had to like, she didn't understand what was happening. We had to like, hold, one of us would hold her down and then hold her head in place, insert a three inch long plastic tube up her nasal passage and then try to suck out the thing that was choking her. Now, I want you to think about this, okay? A two month old baby does not understand nasal aperture stenosis. A two month old baby does not understand when dad is holding my shoulders down and when mom is holding my head in place and they're shoving something up my nose. She doesn't understand that we're trying to help her. But here's what always happened is when we were doing it, she would like flail real hard. And then there would, there would come this moment where she just like would go totally limp. And she'd open her eyes and she'd look right at me and she would just let it happen. Now, here's what I think was going on in like a two or three month old mind. If she was going, hey, I don't understand what they're doing, but I trust their heart. I don't understand their hand, but I trust their heart. Like even in a three month old mind, I think Felicity was able to process like, hey, listen, they stay up with me all night, every night. They're not gonna hurt me. They paid a great price to adopt me. They're not gonna hurt me. They feed me, clothe me, change me. They're not gonna hurt me. Now listen, Christians, here's where we are right now. Man, you may be looking around and you may be going, God, I don't understand what you're doing. Listen, he feeds you, he provides for you, he cares for you, he's not gonna hurt you. Listen, Jesus Christ was crucified on a cross for you. He's not gonna hurt you. The tomb's empty, he came to he from heaven to earth to be with you, he's not gonna hurt you. So even when you don't understand his hand, we can trust his heart. And what that, that's right. And what that means is, hey, listen, we can walk 
by faith and we don't have to walk by fear. Let me do one more. We can walk by faith and not by fear because listen, we know the end of the story. We know, listen, we know how the story ends. Uh, since moving to Dallas, um, Jan and I have become rabid Mavs fans. Yes. That's right. Go Mavs. Go Mavs. That's right. Come on. Luca, if you're watching, we love you. Yes. That's it, man. <laughs> but uh, we've got, we got four. We got, actually, we got five. We got five Luca jerseys at our house. We watch every game. I DVR everyone. Uh, when Lake Point has a 6 p.m. Saturday service at my campus, the campus we broadcast from, I DVR every game. And then we get home and I'll like watch them with the girls. Well, sometimes, sometimes the Mavs, will fall behind. I don't know if you guys knew that, but every now and then Mavs, they'll fall behind. And uh, whenever we're watching the game, a lot of times in the lobby after a service, somebody will spoil the end of the game. And they'll be like, hey man, did you hear the Mavs came back? And so I'll get home and I'll be watching with Eliana or Felicity and the Mavs will get behind like 10, 15 points. And Eliana didn't get the spoiler in the lobby like me. And so she'll be like, dad, what's gonna happen? We're down by 15. And I'll just sit there real confident. I'll be like, babe, hail Mavs, hail King Luca. Everything's gonna be just fine. We're gonna be real good. And this is what I'll, I'll be like, babe, I got a real good feeling about this. Just watch, just watch. And I'm calm. I have no fear at all because I already know how the game ends. Now watch, guys, like <laughs> I read to the end. I read to the end. I know how the game ends. We know how this thing ends, man. We know the story ends with Christ on the throne. We know it ends with a healing of the nations. We know it ends with a presence of God in our midst. We know it ends with a lamb on the throne and worship at his feet. Listen, we're going to be just fine. We don't have anything to be afraid of because we know how the story ends. Because of that, we can walk by faith and we don't have to walk by fear. Now, I need you to know this for our church. What I think you see all throughout the Bible is that anytime, anywhere faith fear, anytime fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. That's always true. Wherever fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. So think about the Old Testament. Whenever Israel's getting ready to go into Canaan, there were some people who were walking by fear and remember what they said. They said, man, there's giants in the land. We'll never be able to take it. And then there were people who were walking by faith and they saw an opportunity. They went, great. Somebody already built cities for us right? Uh, You fast forward even a little farther and you get to the spot where Paul is chained in prison in the New Testament. And somebody walking by fear would look at that and go, oh my goodness, Paul's chained. How's the gospel going to go forward? But Paul wasn't a person who walked by fear. Paul was a person who walked by faith. You remember what Paul says? Paul says, nope, I'm not chained to these guards. These guards are chained to me. This whole palace is going to know Jesus by the time I'm done. See, he was seeing it where everybody else saw a crisis. Paul saw an opportunity. I'll do one more. When Jesus was dying on the cross, there were some people who would go, oh no, our savior, the Messiah is dying. And now we walk by faith and we go, no, no, no. What was happening in that moment was the world was being saved. You see, wherever fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. And guys, let me just say like, in this moment, some people see a crisis we see an opportunity as a church. That's what we're seeing. You see that even in second, I'm gonna read it from second Timothy 2.9. Paul says this, he says, I am in chains, but the gospel is not bound. Now, can I do the 2020 version of second Timothy 2.9? Here's the 2020 version of second Timothy 2.9. We are quarantined, but the gospel is not quarantined. Come on, man. We are quarantined. The gospel is not quarantined. But right now, guys, I want you to think about just what we saw God do in the last week. Last week, we saw 42,000 people join in with us online. We love you, man. That's right. 
hearing the good news of Jesus preached everywhere in living rooms across our country. Last week, our church gathered and contributed 75,000 pounds of food to children in need in Dallas during the situation. I see opportunities all over the place. I see this as a moment for the church to shine. I see this as a moment for national repentance to take place. I see this as a moment, listen, there may be a COVID going viral. I see this as a moment where the gospel may go viral. This might be a moment, like this is a moment where we can step forward and love each other in a way that people have never seen the church truly do that. So where fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. Let me say this from 1 Peter 5.10. It says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself confirm, strengthen, and establish you. We know that's true, all right? Now listen, choice number two is if this is gonna be our finest hour, We've got to choose self-sacrifice over self-interest. We gotta choose self-sacrifice over self-interest. This is from 2 Corinthians 2.8. Listen close to how Paul says this. He says, in the midst of a very severe trial, there, this is the church he was writing to, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. <laughs> For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Now, um, here's my question. What comes out when we get squeezed? Um, You know, uh, I used to do a lot of premarital counseling. And a lot of times, like I would do premarital counseling and the couple seemed awesome. And then usually the dude uh, would come back, circle around, back around like six months later. And he would be just really angry. He'd ask to get coffee and he would say something like this. He'd be like, Josh, she did this to me. She did this to me. And then he'd say this. He'd say, I was never like this until I married her. And you know, I was was a very selfless, kind, compassionate person. And then I married her and she did this to me. And here's what I would always say. I'd say, bro, you were always a jerk. Now there are just witnesses. That's it. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. Now watch this. Here's how this works. When, when you get squeezed, what's inside of you comes out. When we get squeezed, what's inside of us comes out. Guys, historically in the Bible and in church history, Christians have been people who, when we get squeezed, we move into darkness instead of running away from it. It, it is really interesting. Um, I'm kind of a, a church history nerd. A lot of people ask the question, how did the Roman empire go from like 0% Christian to like a Christian nation in three centuries? And I had a, 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 a church history professor talk about how it, it actually happened when plagues came through Rome. And he said what happened in around 300 AD, there was a large plague with a very, very high mortality rate. It's called the Black Plague. And it infested a lot of the major cities in Rome. And so everybody started running away. There's an early Roman historian who told this story. And what he wrote down was that you could tell who the Christians were because they were the only ones on the roads traveling towards the cities. That's how you knew who the Christians were. Now, let me just say this. It was the love of Christians that led to the conversion of Rome. That's what led to that. Now, let me ask this question. What if this was the beginning of the third great awakening in the United States of America? What if this was the moment because we got squeezed and love and self-sacrifice came out? Man, in fact, let me just kind of set the stage like this. Uh, Nobody did anything wrong. In fact, if this was you, I, I forgive you ahead of time. Okay, let me just say that. But there was a little phrase that I heard last week that a very well-meaning person said that I never, ever want to hear again. 
a well-meaning person last week that heard we were making the decision to postpone in-person services. And I, I heard them, I overheard them say, did you hear that Lake Point is shutting down this weekend? Hey guys, listen, I never wanna hear that phrase again. Guys, right now, we're not shutting down. We are revving up. Yes. Guys, now's the moment. That's right. Now is our moment for us to get, we're getting squeezed. Now's the moment for us to choose self-sacrifice over selfishness. Now is that moment. We're gonna do that. Guys, what we're doing right now is we're seeing an unprecedented hunger for the gospel, even with church online. Guys, people are scared, confused. They're looking for answers. They don't know what's coming. Guys, we got the answers to those questions. So like, this is our moment. Man, this is our moment right now. Uh, I heard somebody say, here's another phrase I don't wanna hear anymore. I heard somebody say last week that, hey, our campuses are closed. Uh Uh-uh, our campuses are open every Sunday. They're open from two to 5 p.m. for people from our church to come and donate food to children who need food, to elderly people who are shut in and they need something to go to their house. And why, why is that happening? Because when we get squeezed, self-sacrifice is gonna come out. Like this is our moment. There's opportunities everywhere. Man, uh, the tech team right now, Lake Point's tech team, is reaching out to other churches in Dallas who don't have the technological capabilities that we do just to go, our team will help you get your church online because we don't care who preaches it. We just want Jesus to go out. This is our moment for the church to come together. There's an opportunity for that. There's caring for members happening all over the place. If you're a member of Lake Point Church, we're working on a plan right now so that we're mobilized to get phone calls to every person in our church just to say, how can we pray for you? Guys, there are opportunities everywhere. This is the moment, listen, I'd say it like this, a scared world needs a fearless church. A scared world needs a fearless church. This is our moment. When all this is said and done, we want the city of Dallas to look back and go, what would we have done without the church? What would we have done without church? So when we get squeezed, we're gonna choose self-sacrifice over self-interest. Now, last one. We've got to, in this moment, we have to make a decision to choose social distancing maybe, but not spiritual isolation. We've got to make that choice. You know, it's funny, um, some people right now, everywhere they go, they're not shaking hands because they're afraid of people that might be sick. Uh, for me, I'm not shaking hands because everybody's out of toilet paper. That's why I'm not shaking hands, that's for me. Let me just say, say it like that. But this, this is what we're seeing right now is, yeah, social distancing, all the, yeah, those things, those things are really good. And in fact, we need to, as model citizens, we need to make those choices to lead in compassion for our people and do whatever we can for our cities, our states, and our nations. Like we need to do those things. That doesn't mean that we need to hunker down and go into spirit, spiritual isolation. Um, in fact, you even see this model right now, we're, a lot of you right now, we're meeting in homes just like they did in the early church. That's the model we saw is they had temple worship, but they had house to house teaching. And right now what's happening is house to house teaching. That's happening like right now, we're going right back to Acts two. In fact, I just wanna read this to you. And if if you see it on screen, I want you to read it there. Acts two describes the life of the early church like this. It said, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. We are seeing that happen in our church right now for people in need. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And then it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. That's what it says. So you know how how it works. When you get into a time of crisis, family just becomes a little more important than usual, doesn't it? Like you need like a shoulder to cry on. 
You need somebody that you can get out the dark things that are kind of trapped up inside. You need somebody that like you can borrow some faith from, that you can laugh with when things around you like are, are a little darker. That, that, that's physical family. Uh, we're here as a church to be a spiritual family to that's each other. Right. Uh, when we got adopted into God's family, yes, we gained a father. We also gained brothers and sisters. Amen. And so now what we've got to do right now is we've got to be spiritual family to each other and we've got to choose. We cannot choose spiritual isolation. So let me just say, now's the moment to love each other. Uh, now's the moment to make the phone call to each other. Uh, when appropriate, now's the moment to gather to break bread and pray and play. Um, our life groups right now are continuing to meet online. I'll talk about, you can take that step in a second, but we are not, we're not. We're, we are gonna choose social distancing. We're not gonna choose spiritual isolation. Right. We're not gonna do that, okay? Now, Lake Point Church, I, I wanna take a second and make some promises to you, uh, specifically to you. I wanna make some promises to you. Okay, number one, I, I wanna promise you that however long this lasts, I promise you're not gonna be alone. We're a church family for you. We're already putting plans in place to care for you, uh, reach out to you so that we know the needs of our church members and we're able to care for each other. Number two, I promise that we will keep you spiritually healthy through this season. Um, if there's ever a moment where we need the good news of the truth of the word of God, now's that moment. And so no matter how long this lasts, if it's a few weeks or a few months, I promise we'll keep you spiritually healthy. Number three, I promise that we will find ways to serve our people if you get sick. I promise. And I'm gonna talk to you about an action step we need you to take so that we can do that here in a second. And then I promise that we'll continue to offer worship experiences no matter how long this happens. Let us not neglect meeting together, even if it's on Facebook and YouTube. Let us not do that, man. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. And then last one, I promise that we will help you help others share the good news with your neighbors like never before. As like I said, we are not treating this moment as a fallback moment. I believe that one of the greatest opportunities for the gospel in a generation is staring us in the face. So now's the moment for us to step up. And I promise we're gonna be resourcing you as a church to be able to do that in ways we've never done it before. Now, those are my promises to you. There are also some things that we need from you. I mentioned earlier that we wanna be caring for our people and we're, we're already working right now to make phone calls to care for the people of Lake Point Church. And we need your contact information to be correct and updated for us to be able to do that. And so if you would do us a favor and simply visit lakepoint.org slash update, lakepoint.org slash update, so that your information is right in our database so that we can care for you when the moment comes. That's one thing we need from you. Number two, we need you to consider setting up online giving. You know, right now, when we're not meeting in person, all the gifts that typically come in in person, we don't have a way for those to get contributed. And guys, again, what's not happening right now is our church falling back. We're stepping up and meeting more needs, seizing more opportunities, reaching more people than we have uh, you know, in recent months. And so if you would simply be willing to take this step to shift your in-person giving to online giving, uh, by helping us, help us by going to lakepoint.org slash give. And by doing that, you will help us boldly step into all the opportunities there in front of us because we will know what resources are coming in so that we can plan intelligently. That will help us tremendously. Now last, the last thing we need from you is we need you to keep meeting with your life group. Yes. 
We need that. You need a spiritual family and that's how we're gonna nourish you. So if you're watching this and right now you're going, man, I'm alone in a living room and I don't have a church family. I don't have anybody to care for me or to process what's going on. We wanna be that family for you. In fact, it'd be our honor to be that family for you. And so if you would just do this, again, if you would just text the word group to the number 20411. If you'll text the word group to the number 20411, we'll plug you into one of our online groups so that you're cared for during the season. Now, now guys, let let me land the plane like this. Everything this week, it reminded me of the story of a guy named Horatio Spafford, um, who wrote the old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Um, If you have ever heard the story behind that hymn, um, Horatio Spafford wrote that right after the Chicago fire in the early 1900s. And he just lost all of his business. And so he was seeking new business opportunities in Europe. And so trying to be like a loving, compassionate dad, he sent his wife and children on ahead of him so that they would get there and they would have a place to stay and be cared for in a stable place before he got there. Um, But their ship about halfway across the Atlantic sunk and his four daughters all died. Uh, In fact, uh, his wife sent a telegraph back to him with just two words on the telegraph. Uh, It simply said, saved alone. Man, can can you imagine the pain, Uh, the loss, the heartache, of knowing what it, was, what it was like that his daughters were gone and his wife was alone. And so he immediately, he got on a boat and he started traveling across the Atlantic to go to his wife. And the captain of the ship told him when they were passing over the exact spot where his daughter's ship had crashed and they died. And as he passed that spot, he wrote the words to this song. It is well, it is well with my soul. And so, hey, listen, guys who are here with me, um, will you guys go ahead and stand? And um, if you're joining us in a living room uh, with your family, your life group, if you're alone in your bedroom, if you're in your sunroom, whatever it is, now I want all of us who are here and I, I want you wherever you are um, to make this like the out loud declaration of your soul. Now let's sing out loud and declare that because of what we have in Jesus and who God is, it is well with our soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Faith shall be stopped.
What a powerful message. And the great thing about it is, Lake Point people, you're already living out that message. This last week from 2 to 5 on Sunday afternoon, we ask you to bring foodstuffs for children who are not, normally get, not getting the meals that they normally get uh, through the school system. And you brought enough food that we were able to pack up 4,000 boxes of food. We're able to deliver that not only to the children or allow them to come and pick that up, but we're also able to provide that for elderly who are not getting the food that they normally get through the agencies that normally serve them. And so we've stepped into that gap. We're going to give you opportunity to do that. And I want to invite many others of you to join the people of Lake Point from this Sunday from 2 to 5 at any of our campuses. There'll be a place for you to just to drive through and drop that off. You can also drop off your offering for this week because one of the other things that the people of Lake Point are doing is just what Pastor Josh talked about. We're stepping into the opportunity. And because you're being faithful with your giving, we're going to be able to bold, be bold in approaching all the needs that we're finding in our community. And, and if you're not old school like me where you take your envelope and actually drive it through the drive-thru and have to hand it to someone, you can also go online to lakepoint.org slash gift and you can give a gift. But maybe even more importantly, you can automate your giving from this time forward so that we can plan in an intelligent way to be bold and our witness for Christ. God bless you for your generosity. God bless you for your witness. Be Jesus this week, would you? God bless.
thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church/digital. Lake Point.